got the music is ready and everything. Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah. On the we'll just have to wait for the advert and then uh, <laughs> we can listen to it. <laughs> oh, <you> joke. <laughs> Ah, ancient Chinese music brings us into, I think, our first Chinese film, right? Um, yeah. Yes. yes. Hmm. And I think it's about time. Hmm. Uh, Fernando, you picked uh, So Long My Son. Yes, I did. And Where'd you come across this? Well, I was just thinking which film should, should, should I choose next. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking through a list and this came up. I read the synopsis, which said that it was the story of a family that spanned several years over China. It was fiction, but I guess more or less inspired by reality. And mm. that reminded me of... Um, one of my favorite books, if not my favorite book, um, A Suitable Boy, which also yeah. is the story of, well, I guess, technically a set of five families in India. And it's also kind of, well, it is fiction, but it also, um, it's also inspired by reality. Um, yeah. I was like, well, this sounds very similar. Maybe, maybe I'll enjoy it. If I, I've only heard about China. Well, I mean, I know certain things about China, but I definitely don't know uh, the history of China. I am interested in knowing more. Um, yeah. And so I'll, I'll watch this. Um, yes, that was my the process that I used to choose the film. Yeah, cool. And were you, were you happy with what you got? Well, <laughs> now that I've had... Uh, now that I've had four days to think about the film, because I did watch it yep. Monday, um, yeah, I think I, I did like it. Um, but on the day I did feel that it was perhaps a little bit long as in, I know that perhaps we've watched other films that are even longer than this one. This one was three hours. Um, but yep. it felt a little bit slow very often. Um, it was a slow film, wasn't it? It was a slow mm. film. Um, mm, but I did like the... I guess I did like learning about <laughs> China and how some people perhaps could have potentially experienced uh, the Chinese society. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I did like it, except perhaps it was a little bit long. Okay. Yeah, definitely you, a long film. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the film? Uh, what do you What did you think, Laura? I really liked it. I thought it was a great film. Um, I got what you were saying about it being slow. There was a couple of times where I was like, "Speed it up!" My God, no wonder they called it so long, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> um, but no, I really like. I find it very moving. I thought it was beautifully done. Barry Lyndon pacing, wasn't it? I like a good, really, yeah. really feel a scene when you're there for 20 minutes yeah. in, in silence. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> just watching them just contemplate their lives or something. I don't know. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I, th- I thought it was really good. Cool. Barry Lyndon is actually a great comparison, isn't it? Hmm. It really had that, that really taking its time. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, but I didn't think I didn't think Berlin was a long film. Uh, or did we think that it was a long film? I mean, it was, but did it feel that way? I thought it felt long. Oh, I but did. Barry I, I can't remember actually. In a good way, though, because I love it. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I think like this, it was um, it was long and good for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, um, very epic. Folk, both of them very epic in. Scope, but also mm. very because they're just so focused on mm. these inter, very small interpersonal. Very yeah, good. Very good. yeah, well said. Mm. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a great film. Um, yeah, very slow, but uh, it had a ring of truth to it that was mm. interesting. It could have been a real story, um, and it was very well performed. And I really felt I got a, an insight into these characters and the taste of the history of china it gave us was mm-hmm. was very interesting and um quite touching uh 
yeah so yeah great great film really well done how about you claire i think i mostly agree um i i think it was uh it was excellent um it was it was very tough it wasn't an easy mm. film mm. um and i think it will take me a couple of days to sort of emotionally recover from watching it but um yeah. you mean the last 20 minutes weren't enough <laughs> maybe, maybe like 20 days or so will be <laughs> enough um but yeah hmm. the the, hmm. the intimacy of it and the way they just committed to it again it's if you commit to something you're on your way to making a great film um yeah it was just it was so touching you felt like you knew the characters um yeah yeah very beautiful Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> very harrowing. That was the word that came. Mm. Harrowing, yeah. My God, it was harrowing. <laughs> <laughs> they earned that, though, didn't they? They didn't mm. have to smack us in the face with how harrowing it was. They just showed some some awful stuff that happened, um, and yeah, left us to to think what we thought of that. Mm. I love the nonlinear storytelling. Yeah, it threw we... me a bit at first. I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, we find it a bit difficult to follow sometimes. Only in the beginning, I think. Once I gotten used to it, I mean, on occasion, was like, I don't, I can't really tell if this is in the past or not. But, um, but you, know, I got there in the end. So, yeah, okay. I, I had trouble for sure. Mm. Um, I was jotting down notes and things, and I, I've just about got it by the end. Um. But it was, yeah, what wasn't a com- wasn't an easy one to follow. Mm. How do you find it, Fernando? Yeah, um, it was certainly a little bit challenging. Um, perhaps the aspect that got me a little bit more confused and that I still don't completely understand is it seems to have been implied in the film that the husband was having an affair with him. Mm. It was not applied. It was actually true. <laughs> the yeah. husband was having uh, an affair with a woman, and apparently that woman had been with the family for a long time. Except yeah. I can't remember who she was. Um, does, this was Molly, right? Yeah. Mm, and um, who is she? <laughs> was that Molly? I thought her name was me. Oh, oh goddamn! Um, I think it was Molly. Oh, was it Molly? No, I think oh, it was right. Molly. It was uh, the May- friend's brother. Uh, yeah, that's right. The French sister. Yeah. I forget his name. Uh, oh, there was also May Yu. I can't remember who that was. May Yu was um, the cool guy's partner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, May Yu was... Um, she had a, a sort of funny look to her, didn't she? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to put my finger on what that was, but she, she looked looked like had a different style from the rest of them. Um um, like she was a bit of a an old woman beyond her years. Uh, oh, anyway, yeah. So, so Molly was the the young girl who joined the factory. She was Yao Jun's apprentice. Right, right. I'm with you now. I just thought um, I got mixed up because I thought her name was me. But yeah, okay. no, I, I know who she is. Now. Cool. Yeah, so she had fallen in love with Yao Jun, uh, and they ended up having some kind of affair. It wasn't quite clear to me whether they were having an affair all the way back then or whether think, it was just said, later on a one-off. Yeah, I think it was just a one-off. They said that in the car, did they not? Um, uh, well, they, they said, so you got pregnant from just a one-off. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if that meant, oh, yeah, obviously it wasn't from 10 years ago um, when we were cheating on our, <laughs> when we were having an affair the whole time. Um, or maybe it was that they had never actually got together and done anything. Until that that one night, all of those years later, uh, yeah. Yes, so that was a little bit confusing, um, and I just decided to not understand that part of the blood, uh, but be fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I. So I, what I was having trouble with um, was I was expecting this um, uh, the the teenager Yu Xing, who they were calling Xing Xing, uh-huh. um, but who was not not the the real Xing Xing that they had lost as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought we were going to have it revealed who he really was 
because we got this mm. idea that he he was actually not their real son. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the conclusion is they just adopted him. There's no mystery. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it was going to turn out that that was <laughs> Molly's son because I couldn't, I wasn't oh. sure if like that was 10 years ago or was that 15 years ago? Oh. Or when were all of these different things happening? That, I, I totally had my my time scales off. You know, it, uh, Molly was sort of became pregnant when... Uh, when Xing Xing was like 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd really got mixed up there. It was after he'd left home, was it not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I had thought that, I wasn't sure if that was a flashback. <laughs> and it was good, because she was even offering him the chance to raise her son, mm-hmm. um, yes. to raise their son. And I thought like, oh, this is the story of how he's now got another son, also called Ching Ching. Um, so that was, yeah, it didn't help that there were two different kids with the same name. Um, yeah. Mm. I feel but, like that yeah, was, it was a really good. life decision as well, to try and replace their son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I, I don't approve of that. Not cool, guys. <laughs> I was wondering watching that because no, nobody was was terribly taken aback by that. I, I feel like that would be almost quite a taboo thing to do here. I wonder if that's, if there's something slightly different about that in China. Well, they'd um, run away though. No one there knew that they had a son they'd lost called Shinkin. Oh, true. Yeah, good point. Uh, I thought that was cruel. Uh, and maybe that perhaps could have explained his behavior. Uh, yeah, mm. I think so. Mm. They obviously loved him, though, and, and really you know, did their best to look after him and care for him. Um, but yeah, it's always got to be difficult. Mm. I think it can be difficult in any case, a kid that's adopted, especially when they're old enough to sort of remember their life before they were adopted, but... Yeah, it can't be good having their having his name changed and everything. <laughs> we don't really know what age he was when he was adopted, do we? Uh, no, but we know that he's about the same age as Hao Hao, and therefore about the same age as Xing Xing would have been. Oh uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, and he was not a baby when when he died. Yeah, yeah. so I think we we've got to think they adopted him when he was eleven or twelve or something. Which is also rare because apparently most children get adopted before the age of eight. Right. right. Um, mm. But it sort of makes sense, doesn't it? I guess they were looking for someone like Xing Xing. Um, yes. Yeah, it's a, a troubling sort of thing, but it was nice that they had that reunion with him at the end there. Yeah, that was a really um, nice way to end. Yeah, and he introduced introduced himself on the phone as Xing Xing. Yes, um, because to yeah that that was his name when he was with them, and that that's kind of nice. It made me wonder whether he was using that name in in his new life, uh, yeah, or whether he was using. I think the, his ID card called him Yongfu, right? Mm-hmm. He was a little surprised to know that. Well, it seemed to me that he was surprised to know that he <laughs> he had a different name. Uh, mm. So maybe he was already used to being Ching Ching and. Yeah. Do you need to use that name? Um, yeah, I see. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that was cool. Um, Did any bits get you? Yeah. Pretty much all of it. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was touching, wasn't it? Did you, Did you cry though? That's why. I, I I only actually actually cried at the end during that phone call we were just talking about. I thought that was was very sweet. Mm. It was. I didn't quite cry because it wasn't about animals or children's (laughs) toys growing up. Um. (laughs) In short, it wasn't a Pixar film or Anne of Green Gables, so I didn't cry. Um, But that doesn't mean it wasn't touching. Yeah. How about you, Laura? And you're you're in a delicate state, did you? <laughs> it was a bit of a fragile state. You're crying of before you started. <laughs> yeah, just carried on. <laughs> no, the bit that got me the most was um, when they were in the hospital and um, terrible with names. The when she was dying, their friend was dying. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, the friend Ying Ming. Yeah. No, sorry, Hai Yan. Hai Yan, that's the one. 
Um, oh, and she so offered sad. to to pay the fine from to have a baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> They're all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she was out of it, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah. And she'd also spent 20 years obsessing about that. She, mm-hmm. she was the one that that made her get an abortion, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she she must have just spent 20 years with this terrible guilt about that. And so, yeah, the, the slightest confusion, that, that must have been what, yeah, all she could think about. Um, yeah, that was sweet. So, so yeah, heavy stuff. I, just perfectly kept, what would it be like to carry something like that for 20 years? Yeah. And have it, like, just colour everything in your life? Yeah, exactly. God, why do we love anyone? That's what this film made me think. Whoa. <laughs> we should all be islands. <laughs> life perhaps, is full of tragedy. And perhaps everything that happens in our life colors our life. So mm, that one event—it's just so. I mean, you know, life is ever flowing, and but but one thing just jarring that wasn't supposed to happen or feels that way. Obviously, it's all part of life's ebbs and flows. Yeah, but mm. yeah, I don't know. Tough stuff for a Saturday morning. That's what I. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah who were your favorites now that's a tough one mm. my my favorite straight away was molly oh. just because she was very yeah. sweet and yeah. very uh loving and very bubbly um but i don't i can't easily forgive her for mm. uh yeah, for for deliberately getting involved with um, with Yao Jin, knowing he was married, and married to one of her friends. Mm. Uh, so that was tough. Do you have a favourite? I really liked Yao Jin. I really liked Yao Jin as well. I thought he was great. Um, and Liam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were a great watchable. central couple, weren't they? Yeah, they certainly were. Um, and they were so kind to each other. They there was a real feeling that they'd been together for a long time and that they understood each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was great. Any favourites, Claire? I, I, yeah, I just think the central couple were just, just so, yeah, just so endearing, so good to each other. Hmm. Um, in impossible circumstances. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the care they showed each other, I just thought was, yeah, it was lovely. Um, I, yeah. I, I kind of didn't like the super cool guy, whoever he was. <laughs> oh, with the flares. Yeah. The, yeah. He looked like a Hong Kong movie star. <laughs> 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 I really liked him. Well, that's why he got arrested. Nobody liked him. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, right? <laughs> I don't feel like why why didn't got... you? Uh, oh, he was just a bit annoyed. I feel like he was maybe there to try and lighten things a little bit, but he was just kind of annoying. So, oh, well, he was there to be thrown in prison and reformed, right? Um, yeah. I feel like but, he got a bit hard done by, because while he was in prison for having, you know, listened to the devil's music, hmm. um, things seemed to ease off. They were at that party together. Like while he was in prison, I think, um, and the boys were still little. Yeah. Um. So yeah, something changed, but they didn't like commute his sentence or anything. I thought that was a bit, a bit harsh. Mm. Yeah, it was very harsh on him, but I, yeah, maybe maybe that was the, the point of it, right? He was. Um, this was what happened in the Cultural Revolution. People were were treated terribly for the smallest things. Hmm. Was it only because of the music that he was listening to, or was it also because he was acting a little bit camp? Oh. I think they'd say that was um, that was all part of the same thing, right? It was a, a failure to conform to the appropriate lifestyle, the, the appropriate lifestyle for a, a Chinese person at that time. Um, hmm. Yeah, that sort of individuality. And he'd been organising lights-out parties, hadn't he? Yeah. Um, and so I, my, my guess is that was all part of it. I think 
fr- from the little I know about this, um, a lot of it wasn't quite, there is a law, you have broken it, and this is the sentence for that law. There was a bit of, if people don't like the way you're doing things, they label you as being, um, I don't know what the word was, you know, a, a degenerate or some some similar label. Mm. Um, and that was what you'd done wrong, and that was what needed correction rather than any particular crime. So I I wonder if, yeah, part of this, you know, this whole crazy hairstyle and um, individualist attitude to life I think they were they were correcting that as much as anything in particular he'd done. Mm. That's not very nice. Nah. <laughs> I don't agree with all the actions of the Chinese government. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering through this um, what the present Chinese government thought of this film. I wondered that as well. Because it was filmed in China. Mm-hmm. Um, it was obviously permitted by the Chinese government, um, but it it did have a you know, it did have yeah, a, there was an edge something to, it, to said yeah. yeah and yeah, well, and I well, think a lot of the time they they try to sort of forget about the Great Leap Forward and the Cultural Revolution, um, and that in many ways Chinese society has moved on from it, but in other ways they really haven't. Um, you know, you, you cannot talk about the Tiananmen Square massacre that mm. happened at that time because the government is still you know su- suppressing discussion of that so i was surprised that they could you know go as far as to show the show the horrors of the one child policy and to to show how you know to show how chairman mao's cult of personality affected people in negative ways I, yeah i i don't quite know what's going on there i'd love to sort of talk to people more about what what it's like in China now mm. discussing these things that happened a little while ago. Mm. Yeah, there was something about when they waved at the statue. Yeah. Mm. Oh, like, what a you could watch that through a different through two different lenses, I suppose, which is, you know, it's an innocuous just nod to, oh look at that statue. That's uh, look at how an emblem of things having changed. But then on the other side a sort of slightly biting mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just something in it. So the way I read that was it was Yao Jun waved to it, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was him saying, oh, do you remember this thing that used to be so important to us so many years ago that we've now just about forgotten about? Um, it, Chairman Mao was another thing like um, like these old apartment blocks that were all being knocked down, uh, something that's sort of just about barely still there but only as a hazy memory that people still have a real relic of the past um and i think the fact that that statue was now in front of a massive shopping mall (laughs) said a lot about yeah the the way you know what what's happened to china's between 1980 and 2020 Mm. um yeah i suppose that could have been one of the few things he recognized from his time in the city. Yeah. One of the few things left. Um, wow. Yeah, you also feel like it could have been a, a sarcastic, almost a, a middle finger to the regime that caused him so much pain. Mm. Like a yeah, I see. Sarcastic wave. Hmm. And then I wondered if that was just me being like, well, that's how I, that's from my perspective. Mm. Maybe that's not. It was never clear, was it, what the central characters thought of the the Communist Party of China? Mm. Um, and again, I, it it made me start thinking if they were making this film in Hong Kong or somewhere else where they maybe had a bit more license to talk about things, would they have you know, taken the gloves off a bit more? Were they trying to get past present day Chinese censorship? Mm. Um, and that made me a little suspicious of the way the film was was doing things. Um, but I, yeah, I, I wonder if it was trying to tell us that for for most people, um, the communist regime of China is just a part of life. It's not something that 
you support or or that you hate. It's just a thing that's there, and you you don't like this policy, but you know otherwise that this is how things go. Mm. And I think we saw some of the positive sides of it as well. Um, yeah, did we? Yeah, yeah I think like so. Um, certainly, compared to like how life would have been before the communist revolution. Um, how how is a doctor and his parents were factory workers how has that happened um there's all of these stories all the way through of people moving south and getting rich in the city and we see a lot of people living much much more comfortable lifestyles um and in fact yao jun and li yun are basically the only two characters who are still living in near poverty at the end they all grew up like that um but as things have gone on that people have had a chance to to do things differently um and a lot of people yeah seemed economically comfortable and i don't know we saw like the the disco they were at we we had seen them like dancing to boney m in the room which was you know to be frowned upon but we actually also saw them at this disco all having a great time together all members of this same factory all hanging out as there was a real camaraderie a real uh friendship between everyone um i thought part when they were in that little apartment building with their friends all in the next little route that sent that seems lovely i'd love that mm. and there is genuinely something nice about that right this mm. this feeling of cohesion and togetherness um but it uh yeah it means that um there's sacrifices to be made for that like if someone doesn't conform and wears yeah. crazy trousers you send them to a re-education camp and shave their head <laughs> and it, it's yeah sure sure i'm not trying to put too much of a gloss on it but yeah it seemed to show yeah. every both sides of it though and i thought that was interesting yeah. and i i wonder if maybe that's how people feel looking back at it uh, the thing, well, the life of the the main couple seemed like the perfect example of, I guess, an anti-karma life because it seemed that they were so nice and so much tragedy happened to them. Yeah, <laughs> and still they were the the unfortunate ones in the film. Um, yeah. Um, that That's right. didn't seem uh, fair, I guess. I was going to say, I suppose you could argue the fact that they tried to hide the second pregnancy and kept it going so long Oh, was the reason that they couldn't have another karma. child later because yes. the, the late stage oh. termination damaged her uterus, didn't it? Yeah. Um and that pre- prevented them from from having another child, so maybe mm-hmm. there, maybe there's some karma there in some sense. Okay. Not not in a nice way, but I see. Yes, yeah. that is true. The devil's advocate might say that. Oh, and in that case, I'm glad that they got <laughs> what they deserve. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> we. We had a little discussion of karma in the film, didn't we? A couple of them said that they talked about what would happen in the next life. And it seemed that we were, they were very particularly drawing us to what, drawing our eye towards um, Li Yun going to the temple and praying that one time. Mm. And it, it seemed that that was important. I wasn't quite sure what they were getting at, though. Hmm. Mm. Why were they showing us that? I guess it's a a part of her life, but were we supposed to think this was her way of dealing with the things that had gone wrong? (sighs) Yeah, I thought that was her just looking for solace anywhere she could. Yeah. Possibly Mm. another thing that uh, that I think that was... Was that suppressed Buddhism and other religions suppressed in early communist China? And they've loosened off now. Was Buddhism suppressed? Isn't that like the main religion? Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, it's by by far the 
I believe, the the most dominant religion in China, unless you count Taoism. Um, but it was, yeah, co- communist governments, communist doctrine was always that religion is a bad thing and it should be avoided and suppressed. Um, wow. Is that what Marx said? I think Marx described religion as the opium of the masses. Um, yeah, I don't, he, he, he wasn't for suppression, though, right? A, no. And that's well, not worked into the communist sort of documents, is it? Is it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Certainly Lenin was in favour of, of suppressing religion, mm-hmm. and it was... And yeah, I think it, certain religions at least were, were suppressed in China for a long time. It was the a state yeah. atheism mm-hmm. was what was prescribed. Mm-hmm. Um, That's extremely... Thank you for saying that. Thank you for... Yeah, thank you for saying that because, yeah. well, I've, I've also been reading about the history of Mexico. And apparently right. um, around 1930, um, the government really tried to suppress... Um, religion as in the really? there were some states that even banned religious services and by that i mean catholic services yeah people were disgruntled yeah okay mm. <laughs> very disgruntled <laughs> how is it today um, are people still mostly christian or yeah in Mexico? Uh, yeah mo- mo- people are definitely mostly well christian specifically catholic um yeah but I don't think that I, I think you can. You definitely can practice your religion freely. You, you can. You can say that you're Catholic, and nobody will say anything. I think. I think it's yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Was that a particular regime then that that was trying the, to, yes, to cut down on the religion? regime that was born out of the Mexican Revolution? Right. Ah, oh, wow. There are so many similarities. Maybe I should continue reading the book. Yeah, okay. <laughs> wow. Um Yeah, so we we saw that, didn't we? It it did take us through a lot of it seemed to have a lot to say about Chinese society and what, what it's like to live through it, right? It didn't there wasn't a lot of discussion of the, the big top level decisions that were being being made and that kind of thing, but it was just what it was like to live through. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Sorry, a little spider's just dropped down from the ceiling. Oh dear. <laughs> and frightened Miss Muffet away. He's frightening. Go away. Oh, horrible. It's on my laptop now. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, he's scrolling down the screen. This is awful. Oh, no. Uh, burn it. <laughs> now he's in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, he nearly was. He just appeared to stop in the corner of my eye. And then I looked to my right and there's a little spider next to my head. Wow. Pushing down from the ceiling. I've got more friends. Fuck that. Easily. I feel like there's a non-negligible risk that Laura might smash her wrist. <laughs> trying <laughs> yes. to not kill the spider. Don't worry, we've charged the car. We can come and pick you up and okay. take you to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it's about that time of year, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, you were saying something sensible. Oh, nothing much. What, what do we think of the ending? The ending. I, I really liked the end. I thought it was nice. It was like a, it was as well resolved as it could have been. Yeah. <sighs> oh. <laughs> why well, what do is, you think? <laughs> why is the wife still with him? Is, is that just because, why is still she pretending not to see what she clearly sees? Um, uh, is that because she's lived with him for so long? Because she, she seems to be in pain, knowing that her husband mm. Mm. at some point had something with another woman. Uh, yeah. mm. Perhaps she's forgiven him. It didn't seem that she had forgiven him. and It seemed like she was still in pain when she got that... Um, yeah, mm, on the call. Uh, that call, that virtual call from, from the laptop. Hmm. Mm. Mm. I think that's what the film was about. Oh no, go on. I was just going to say maybe it just hurt to be reminded of it, but that that doesn't Uh, mean she's, you know, sometimes you just, you don't want to be faced with mm. the horrible truth of your past. You can, you can live Mm. life ignoring it mostly. And Mm. I think, I think they just truly loved each other. I, yeah, I think she was willing to forgive. 
that I know. Sorry, Laura, what were you? No, it's okay. Um, something I, I thought that the whole film was about unending grief and just hmm. living, like you were, it's a bit what you were just saying, but living with with grief and sorrow and not hmm. trying to resolve it. It was it was not about healing or. You know, so many times through the film as well, they were like, just don't talk about it. We just, mm-hmm. this is just something we carry and live with. Yeah. It reminded me of Freud's framework of melancholia. Oh. The refusal yeah. to let go of the lost love object. Brilliant. <laughs> so Someone your action is... about that. <laughs> this is an action that actively sustains the wound. So you're not trying to close it or heal. It is a, it's just a perpetual ongoingness of of grief and melancholy it's a way of living melancholy is a way of life you know and you think that was what Lee Yoon was living with yes that's what I how was she felt holding the wound open by naming her song yeah Yeah, that's um I think the fact that they they said like we're just waiting until we die they suspended Mm. time for themselves they removed themselves from their friends and family and they just lived this drawn out existence of yeah just going yeah, to work and surviving and not attempting to to make anything better or repair anything or get back with their old friends until the end which it did give us a bit more of a that's where it sort of falls apart because that's where i think yeah. they, they, didn't they, initiate that. they didn't initiate that yeah yeah so was that their their final uh first attempt to to heal after everything yeah, well, it was like something that was happening in, to it? them. They didn't, they didn't. Yeah. Even, even by the end, I thought they weren't actively, you know, they were still going to move away again. But then we get this happy moment with their with their son, adopted son coming back. So, yeah. Wow. What you just said, Laura, reminded me that I think it was Crash Course on YouTube that I watched that apparently in Japan, the nobility was expected to be sad, like sad being sad was kind of a trait of you being sophisticated. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Brilliant. I feel like happiness is quite uncouth, really. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's much more romantic to be sad all the time. It is. Yeah. Mm. I, was, I was reading something really recently about TB and how it was really cool to have TB and be dying. <laughs> you know, everyone wanted to be have oh, TB man. and be dying because oh, it was that's, romantic. That's quite romantic, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and they were thin and pale and they could just wallow and be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what was happening here. They, they wanted to, they were trying to be cool with their, with their grief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so like 15 year old. Sort of yeah. walking around being like, oh my life is so hard yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying they were emos yeah they're emos yeah. fucking emos <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not saying they were in the film I'm saying like Lord Byron was an emo yeah. <laughs> yes Lord Byron was definitely an emo <laughs> that's good and I'm going to say Yao Jun and Li Yun were uh, were actually surprisingly non melodramatic. Um, oh yeah, it was definitely low key. Yeah. yeah, and they they weren't making a fuss about things, and that they, they had a certain getting on with it aspect to mm. them, which I sort think- of goes against the theory of melancholia. But also, I do see that. Um, Does it? Melancholia would... doesn't have to be a, a a very overt in your face. Yeah, it's, way just, of life. A, it's just a melan- melancholy. They're, they're just sad. They're dead. They, they were melancholic. I thought. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but, so you mean yeah. they weren't melodramatic, which is. Yeah, you were talking though about uh, almost a deliberate decision not to heal and not to not um, to get better. I I wouldn't frame it as such a. I, I suppose that is what I said but i don't think it's such an overt yeah. decision it's just a refusal it could be a refusal yeah. to move on i don't know and and i think there's something in that but at the same time we saw near the end there didn't we all those years ago when they actually knew what how how had done <laughs> yeah and they had said it's too forget late now it. forget mm-hmm. about it we don't need to drag this up um let how how carry on with his life Things have gone how they've gone. I don't think they necessarily wanted to drag other people into their melancholia, though. Okay. 
Yeah, they just saw it as their sort of cross to bear. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, their yeah. cross to bear just between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, was, it, yeah. that was interesting. I, I like that they didn't hold on to anger. To, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that was very believable. They were just good people, weren't they? Mm-hmm. They just yeah. understood that it was he was a child. I mean, poor how-how, it's not his fault. Yeah. I mean, it was his fault, let's be honest. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that ties in with the idea that their, their sort of lifelong grief was not melodramatic. It wasn't about seeking attention. Mm. It was just they they had their burden and and they weren't looking for sympathy. You know, you could have they could have used that uh sort of announcement from how how to be the centre of attention again and be like, oh it's all getting dragged back up and I can't believe he did this and I'm mm. so angry about this and mm. and you know, if they had an Instagram, they might post teary <laughs> oh, videos about it. But they didn't. <laughs> they they did it in the most low key way possible, yeah. cause the least harm possible. Yeah, mm. and that's why they were likable. They, I think, yeah, dealt with it with sort of dignity. Yeah, they were very dignified. I thought so. Mm. Some people would say suppressed. Yep. Or repressed is what I mean to say. Yep. Mm. That's where I heard repressed, even though he's... Yeah. Um, maybe. And some people do argue that, that, you know, it is a way of protecting yourself, isn't it, from grief, is to yeah. sort of shut down in a way. Um, yeah. And that leads mm. to this sort of disengagement. Um, yeah. And you can also, you look at it culturally, though, which is that, Again, sorry, I keep talking about the West. Here I go again. The West. But Western psychoanalytic tradition, which is very much like we need to be open about everything and, you know, process and things. But that's just not shared everywhere. So like, when they yeah. had Western sort of psychiatrists go into Rwanda, for instance, and be like, we all need to reconcile and heal and about that. dredge things up. Yes, I'm sure I mentioned that. I did mention that before. Yeah. But that, I mean, can cause a lot more harm than good. So, you know. It's a very cultural judgment, yeah. I think, to say you're keeping, you're being repressed and keeping everything in. But maybe it's just it's very individualistic, isn't it? It is very individualistic. Yeah, maybe we should go back to stiff upper lip, get on with it. I think that's not that's not quite the direction I would. <laughs> I think that's I what would, you said. <laughs> you're right. I liked it when no one talked about their feelings ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, why did you feel like you had to tell us that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, um, but I don't know. There is something what you're saying. I think it, even the film was showing us that they were being repressed because other characters were trying to talk to them about it, and they would consistently say, "Just let it go. Stop talking about it." Yeah. So it's just not hugely cultural. I don't. I don't know enough about anything. So no, we're all being um, armchair psychologists, here, aren't we? I'm actually sitting on a couch, so I feel, feel like I should lie back and. <laughs> Maybe maybe yeah, they were trying to say don't talk about it because they were talking about it in an extreme way. For example, mm-hmm. when when How's father suggested yeah. that he chopped him up, uh, maybe that was extreme. Mm. However, they did take a different attitude with How How himself when he confessed to them what he had done. They yeah. were like, mm. "You can express yeah. your feelings, let it out, let it out, son." Mm. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, you're right. I think if it, they, I think anyone would have to say that, no matter how, how sort of shut off you are with your own feelings, to to see how how the way he was there, that was obviously what he needed was to was to get get that all out and say. Um, but yeah, it was interesting to see that. In fact, they were not surprised by that at all, though they mm. didn't tell how how that. Yeah, I don't know. I thought they could like it would have been not. Uh, justified for them to say we don't need to hear any of this like we forgive you because what he wanted was forgiveness mm. I mean I think you were right like he needed to let it out and it was very kind of though I think to, to let him yeah describe yeah their... it was kind of them yeah um, and I suppose it's partly because they they loved Hao Hao as well mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. he was their godson and they were 
yeah, he was like a brother to Xing Xing, and they'd they'd kind of lost two sons at that point, and how how was that sort of mm. their third one that they had? Um, I suppose they they really cared about him, wanted what was best for him. Yeah, there were no animals in this film. Mm. Oh yeah, maybe there mm. should have been. Where, should where would you have flies. added one? There are a lot yes. of flies. Where would I have? I would have added in. I don't know when. Maybe when the sun ran away. You know, then you try. Then you try a dog, don't you? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. Were there yeah, some no seagulls? Animals. Maybe. Oh, maybe they. Maybe. I, I don't remember seeing them, but maybe there were. It, it seems perhaps logical that there were some seagulls. <laughs> we heard a load of dogs when the fireworks were going off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we only heard them. Very odd to have a film with no animals. Yeah. Have we ever seen a film with no animals? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, well usually... I would like to say that humans are animals. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Well done. There you, got, we go. you got me. <laughs> Perhaps even the best animals. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Um, I don't think I've got anything for symbolism. No. But should we should we yes, give yeah, it a bash I, I, anyway? Yeah, yeah, I would like to know who is Moby Dick, so let me just... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beautiful. So who is Moby Dick? <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't really an obsession in the film, was there? Mm. And uh... that makes me think that we don't... We don't... Uh, yeah, it doesn't quite apply itself to Moby Dick. Everyone was this can't be the almost first the film. point of the film was that everything wasn't black and white. Everything wasn't mm. a complete perfect goal that you can work towards. Um, there were just lots of little things, and you have to yeah get on with your life and, and work out how you're going to deal with this and that. Um, I feel like if we knew more about Moby Dick, we could get more out <laughs> of Moby Dick. Yeah, it'd be good. So we should be talking about at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we could just say other than just it was anyone obsessed with anything in the film. That's Moby I, Dick. I listened to a two-hour radio adaptation of Moby Dick oh, once, something. and I think I got something out of it. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> it's a shame it's not coming to your symbolism, Michael. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I do have something. I, I don't know if this is quite symbolism, um, but certainly a recurring motif, if you will. Um, rushing into the hospital Mm. Mm. um we saw three times in the film didn't we panicked people rushing someone into the hospital running up those stairs with the thing that said silence Mm. um the first time we saw it was uh xing xing dying Mm -hmm. the second time was uh was li yun li yun having the abortion Mm -hmm. And the third time was, uh, oh, this scene I don't think we've talked about, Li Yun surviving a suicide attempt? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what that was, yeah. I, I got mixed up when I was, I was misremembered. It as, that's what I thought had happened. And then later when uh, Haiyan was in the hospital, I was like, maybe that was, I'm misremembering, maybe that was her having well, the tumour thing. But now I remember him reading the suicide note. Yeah. Well, he read the suicide note and ran to her. They yeah. did. Yeah make that deliberately confusing I think because mm. they, they showed him arriving at the hospital and not getting in to the, the treatment room and then cut to the discussion about the brain. Yes, I was confused. Yeah, with Which, a doctor in yeah. a similar looking hospital, yeah. I really struggled with that for a bit. Mm. That wasn't helping at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to see a a cut of this in chronological order. Oh man, I think that as would totally viewing. ruin it. But yes, I, I would be interested as well just to see how it... Well, my my suggestion is I think it would probably work quite well even as a first viewing. I thought a lot of the um, a lot of the flashback and the, the way they jumped through the through time didn't really seem to have much purpose to it. I thought it was interesting and it was nice kind of picking them up at different times, but I, 
it wasn't like, oh, there's some big thing that's revealed earlier that we can then therefore jump back to it. It, it just seemed like it was a bit of a, a, yeah, we were kind of unraveling it almost at random. Um, so I wonder how it would play just straight through. I think it would still seem very disjointed hmm. because it still wasn't, I mean, I don't think you could, yeah, they were jumping about, I don't, I don't think it would work. I would like to see it, but I do, I, um, I love the way that they jump back and forth. I think that was what kept me interested. I think if it was just right. one chronological thing where we have to just go through the process of their lives and then the sun dying and then I'd be... Yeah. I do wonder what was the point because the whole thing that drove it would you have the still the sun scene of the sun dying at the beginning and then we go back and then then progress chronologically because that, that was the thing that drove uh, everything and everyone and t- coloured all the flashbacks yeah I don't know no maybe I would have that because it would still be fairly near the beginning wouldn't it mm. um, yeah I'd like to know what it would play like just completely no exceptions no exceptions straight through in order mm. Um. Uh, just a thought. Mm. Um. <laughs> how about? And this would have helped me, but I I don't think I want this. But could they have just each time they changed scene, just put the year on the screen? Because I did actually get confused a lot of the time. I don't think I was supposed to get confused if it just said 1986 and then played the scene. Um, I think I'd have got a lot. I'd have handled it better. Mm. I like that I was constantly like, "Where are we? Where are we?" That's <laughs> it. Yeah, and it would have yeah. been so uncool to just yeah. put the year. But yeah, <laughs> you do see films where it'll say like sixteen years earlier. Um, exactly, and those films are cowards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think right. I would have got quite tiresome. Just every new scene having a big year now. 14 years in the past. Yeah. I know, I'm picturing like the Spencer Confidential flash ups being like <laughs> 1986 lobster. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. No, fuck that. Um, how about more hints? Yeah, like, program. oh, he's reading, a re- he's reading a newspaper that says man steps foot on the moon at the start oh, of the scene. No. Oh, no. Even worse. Even worse. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a program <laughs> like the ones that you get when you get to go to a concert, and they give you like all the movements of of the song. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they would give you a program uh, that tells you this scene is this year, and you can read the program if you want, or you can just watch the film. I like it. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I went to see a. Went to see a Chinese opera a couple of times, and they had these these screens next to the stage that had. Firstly, they had the translation, which was very important. But each scene would say, "Scene three, by the lake," and then it would, yeah, show what they're saying. Maybe we maybe we should have had that little little extra screen numbering the scene. <laughs> okay, how about they do it all? <laughs> how about they do the whole thing with? Uh, expository dialogue where they go how are you i'm doing pretty well in this sweltering summer of 1983 (laughs) it hasn't been this hot since 1981 finally a good idea from you michael (laughs) and and it's particularly tough after all i am the manager of this entire factory Just throwing me a little lifeline. Leaning towards Fernando's program idea. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think name tags would have helped as well. Yeah, everyone should have a name tag. I'd have gone for that. Maybe the name tags could just have had their age on it and then we would have known what year it was. Yeah. Yeah, because I I think we were sometimes meant to work this out from like how grey his beard was. And that was tough, especially when some of these... um, some of the actors, uh, they had like different actors for their different ages, mm. um, which was tricky. I was pleased that I managed to. I've only just looked here, and um, Molly apparently was played by two different actresses. Yes, I thought that because um, I was a little confused. Which I didn't get, and I, I did. I thought I was just good at identifying her, so they, she must. They must have just both been good at playing the same character. <laughs> um, 
So good on them. Well done, Shi Chi and Shuang Wu. Uh, but yeah, I struggled sometimes with the kids um, yeah. and figuring out who they are now. And I don't know. I wonder if I was even perhaps meant to struggle with that. Um, but no, it was a little tricky. Uh, big cast, and I didn't didn't always keep <laughs> keep a handle on who everyone was. <laughs> I thought they mostly made it clear from context. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's a lot of work, though, isn't it? <laughs> I like having work to do during a film. Keeps keeps me on my toes. Keeps me engaged. I like. Yeah. Every scene. Who are you know? I guess what I wanted, <laughs> you know, like if you're in a a class and you have to take notes, that kind of sucks. But then sometimes the teacher will like give you a worksheet that has all of the questions <laughs> in it, and you you just answer them. I'd have liked something like that, like a little reading comprehension bit for each scene. Being like scene four, can you work it? You know, who, who do you think this character is? Um, and then you can look up the answers at the end. No, it's not, not working for you? I think it's quite important that you never make a film. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm reminded of your uh, old Yorkshire boomer man who... <laughs> just wants his plate of meat and two veg <laughs> yeah <laughs> all these modern films with their Why time jumps we just watch a musical <laughs> bring it down that was a film <laughs> oh when films were films <laughs> great yeah. escape <laughs> Michael Caine. <laughs> okay, so I might actually have some symbolism. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lock, <laughs> the padlock. I thought this was maybe really lame, so I wasn't even going to mention it. But when they are living by the sea and she's. Uh, surreptitiously leaving the door open for Xing Zheng. Is that them still leaving themselves open to pain because they know he's going to leave and they're just prolonging that and she's she's leaving leaving herself unlocked. Yeah, leaving her heart open. Jeez, Claire. That's a bit corny. Yeah, sorry guys. That was was good. That was very good. I like that. I drew a big thumbs down next to that in my my notepad. But... uh, yeah. No, 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 I but definitely since, think you should. Since we only had <laughs> someone might be Moby Dick, yeah. but I should mention it. Maybe the Chinese government was Moby Dick. <laughs> well, they were certainly the obsessive. The Chinese government was Captain mm. Ahab, yeah. 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 Oh, no, the big white statue <laughs> that he waves at. He's, he's Captain Ahab just, just waving at Moby Dick like, hey. You're right, one of us yeah. does need to read Moby Dick at some point. <laughs> That's what happens, he just sails past a totally still silent whale. Anyway. Um, I thought another motif, not a symbol again, was uh, consoles being thrown. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was fun. But what did it mean? Oh, did and we have that a few times? Yao Jun, wasn't it? Oh, it was always Yao Jun. Yeah. Yeah, he th- threw aside the the controller. Oh yeah. yeah. And he grabbed the Game Boy and threw that, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Whatever it was. Well maybe it was only twice actually. I only remember it's not really it twice. Able to <laughs> Still, that's, that's two. <laughs> <It's just> something. <laughs> two is a collection. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we were saying something about modernity or our lives are games yeah nice jeez actually that was probably another little hint to us of what year it was right oh, oh they're playing on a yeah. Famicom it must be whenever and I think we were meant to recognise what he was playing on when mm-hmm. he was on the bed but I didn't um, they, they used uh, his uh, Yojun's mobile phone as a, yeah. a signaller for modern day, didn't they? I thought that, and then I got confused yeah. again because I was like, he could just have an old phone. He could just be too poor to have a good phone. Yeah, Maybe and unfortunately, he's got it was a very old phone. Yeah. <laughs> Even in the very last scene, mm. um, like who has a, a monophonic ringtone like that now? 
And yeah, I wonder if that was meant to hint at his um, uh, his poverty, okay. as you say, mm. which also really sucks as a way to, to try and date it in the right period, doesn't it? Um, oh, they weren't helping us out. Yeah. <laughs> so one person we've not really talked about, I'd like to talk about is someone whose name I've forgotten, uh, Yang Ming's wife. Hi, Yan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she she had a hell of a hell of a ride. Um, yeah, I can't say I was a big fan. I liked no, her. Very I liked flawed, her. wasn't she? I think I liked how flawed she was. I think the the time I was most cross with her um, was, in fact, not when she was pressuring Li Yun into getting an abortion. It was when she was uh, shouting at Hao Hao. Me too. Whose I friend had that. just yeah. died. Um, I mean, yeah, she she could be grief stricken or whatever. She must have been shocked. But it was oh, it was just so such a cruel way to treat her son, who was obviously in such a dreadful situation. Um, yeah, that child needed love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which in the end, Yao Jun and Li Yun showed him at yeah. the end. Yeah, and his, his father as well. Um, was looking after him at that point, um, and I think told told Haiyan, you know, pull yourself together, stop being so mm, so noisy. Yeah. Um, he's going to hear you. Uh, but then, yeah, turned up at Yao Jun's with the cleaver, saying, "Go round there and kill my son." Um, I think that was just symbolic. A- obviously, he was demonstrating <laughs> to, um, you know, Yao Jun. Yaojun, um, that he was very sorry. Uh, I don't yeah, think he, but meant he was it a in... wreck, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, he probably. It seemed like he wasn't quite at the point where he would actually have done something like that himself. Um, but he, it seemed to me that it was um, that he meant it when he was saying it to Yaojun. Oh, I thought it was just Yaojun had to wrestle the cleaver off him, didn't he? And really mm. put it in, put him in his place. I don't know. What um, I didn't get about that is that he had known for twenty years that his son did that. That that was in the past, though. Yeah, I think that was a flashback to right after it had happened. I because I thought it was right after um, the son had come to the parents. Oh. But then I looked at his hair, and he didn't have the grey yeah, in his hair. Okay. So I was like, ah, so that happened at the time, right? Mm. You see, they could have just said, you, you know that thing that happened down by the reservoir yesterday. <laughs> and that's why he called him a little bastard. I thought that was strange. Mm. They described mm. his grown-up son as a little bastard. Mm. Yeah. And then Yao Jun said, you must never tell Hao Hao about this. Mm. Um, which would be a funny thing to say if he'd just had it confessed to him. Um, yeah. It was... Uh, yeah. I, I wonder how many of those, how many scenes like that I'm still confused about. I just think I know when it happened. Someone's going to tell me the factory is actually like what happens in the future or something. <laughs> I've got it all wrong. There was no factory. There was never a factory. <laughs> Whoa. I thought that helped. The film was about fragments and glimpses and just giving us a broad brush. Yeah. You know? Gave us that feel, didn't it? Mm. We can make what we like of it. I really loved this film. I thought it was great. Oh, it's nice. I also really liked it. And in fact, maybe I like it as as usually happens a little bit more now that we've talked about it. Excellent. I'm the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having talked about it, I'm even more fond than I was. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Um, any last things anyone wants to say? What a lovely discussion. I would like to know if those buns are plant-based because I really have mm, to go to they China. They look delicious. Try- yes. Mm. Looks uh-huh. all right, didn't they? A lot of nice-looking food in this film. Mm. Mm. Yeah, even the apples at the end looked amazing. Mm. Looked like pink ladies. Yeah, I love mm. a good pink lady. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was like we watched uh, Turning Red recently. And the food mm. in that looks really good as well. Yeah, a lot of good-looking food. Mm. Oh, we have to go to China. Oh, I'm starving. Yeah. No, we have to go to Epcot. 
Oh yeah, that's true. We can go to the Chinese right. part in that exactly, and that's equivalent to going to China. Oh, I've been to China then. Yeah, yeah. I've been to China. <laughs> I just once went for like a meal in a like a Chinese restaurant that that I was t- taken to by a, a Chinese friend of a friend who <laughs> was able to be like, yeah, n- none of the stuff you normally give the Europeans. Um, and we had like the full meal where everyone's sharing everything with the, oh. the table that turns around and everything. It was quite something, some really, really great food and a, a lovely feel that's all sitting around the table together and sharing. Um, I yeah, hate sharing nice. my food. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, used to, I used to absolutely hate it. I couldn't, couldn't bear to share. And now, now I quite like oh. it because I like tasting everything. So, cool. <laughs> so Yeah, that's that's what I like. Yeah. I like, like having a bit of lots of different things. And there's yeah. something nice about, oh, could you pass me the whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. why communism works. I mean, genuinely, right? That That is, yeah, that, mm. that's part of the whole thing that, that they're going for. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just a shame. Take the good, take the good and leave the bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mm. Yeah, you, you can do that with people who are wearing crazy jeans or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, mm. I'm. I've got nothing else to say. Mm. Nope. Nor have I. Thanks for picking a great film, Fernando. Yeah. Thank you for the lovely discussion. Mm. Wonderful. It was quite long. Long. It's longer than I thought it would be. I thought I didn't have that much to say yeah. about this film. Mm. But, oh, time flies when you're with pals, eh? Oh, lovely. Right. Play the music? Yeah. Play the mm. music. Oh, I wish I'd played the cantina music from Star Wars, damn it. <laughs> I'm glad so you funny. did. But... <laughs>